Praise God. All right. Well, we're going to continue on with our, um, our uh, message on who am I. And today, um, I, I've been waiting on this because I, I actually feel like this is almost one of the most important parts of it. Even though everyone has, has been so important and so vital, I feel like this one for me um, just really is so vital to have at least a basic understanding of this from the Word of God. And, um, you know, most of the time, we as believers live our life based on this world. We're just honest. We live our life based on this world. We live it based on the, the, the constraints of this world. We're affected greatly by this world, um, even so much so that when we look at our life, we live our life based on, you know, when we were born to when we die. We celebrate our birthdays, you know. We celebrate those things in the natural, and, and we're affected about this world, what we can see, what we can hear, what we can touch, what, what we can understand, right? That's how most of us, we live our life affected more so by that, and then we don't really regard as much what happens when this life is over. We don't, we don't always think about that. I'm not saying you never think about it. Most of the time, people are thinking about it at a funeral because they're more confronted with it. But most of the time in our life, we're not sitting around thinking about eternity. We're thinking about today. We're thinking about what I'm doing today. We're thinking about work today, thinking about my marriage today, thinking about my kids today, thinking about what am I going to eat today, thinking about those things in my life. And I'm not saying any of that's wrong, but if you and I are not careful, we'll live our life from a natural perspective and understanding more so than we will living our life from an eternal understanding. And what you and I need to understand is that you are eternal. You, I'm talking to you, not, not just people online, not somebody who's going to listen to it later. You are an eternal being. You are eternal. Now, whether you know Jesus or not, you're eternal. And you need to understand that this morning is that God created us in his image. So let's go over and jump into, um, let me, I want to read this scripture to you and then, and then we'll jump into some more text there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, what is, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So this passage of Scripture, he's saying, listen, we don't lose heart because even though this outward man is perishing, even though this world is perishing, this inward man, so he's telling you there's an inward man, right? Peter calls him the hidden man of the heart, the real person of who I am, is that God is working and he's being renewed day by day. And he said, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal, eternal, eternal weight of glory. So in your life and my life, there is so much more at work in us than what we're going to eat next. 
Amen? Now, I like to eat. You can look at me and tell I like to eat. When we were gone for the weekend, I got to go to Papa Do's and actually eat some good Cajun food. And, and so I could eat that every day, right? So I understand that. But we're thinking so much more about what's going on around us, and it's so easy to lose sight of the spiritual things in our life. Listen, the Bible says that you are created in the image of God. You're, you are created in the image of God. Whether you feel like it, whether you look in the mirror and think, you know, that, that there's any resemblance or any, you are created in the image of God. And when we think of forever, anybody ever sat around and, and given any thought to eternity? That forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and it never stops. Eternity. Forever. That, that I'm created to live forever. I mean, if you're, if, and, and really, you say, well, I don't know that I believe that. Well, that's up to you, but it doesn't change you. Your opinion doesn't change what God's Word said. I don't, maybe nobody's told you that, but I'll just let you know on that today. Amen. Your opinion, my opinion, it doesn't sway God's Word. And so I'm just reading to you what the Word says. But we think about that. How many of you ever been to a graveyard? And when you go to a graveyard, what do you see? A bunch of tombstones, right? Or, you know, plates. And what do you see on that tombstone? Normally you see somebody's name, and then you see two dates. A beginning and an end. 1920, you know, to 1990 or the year 2000. You know, for me, 1971 and my other date's not there yet. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but, but we do. We look at that. And, and, and in between those dates, normally there's a dash. And that dash is where everything happens. But my life is not limited by those dates. See, the Bible says that God knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. And that all the days of my life were already fashioned for me. Before I ever took my first breath, before my, I ever had the first date, God already knew me and had already written out the days of my life. He already knew me. And then that last day where we put that body into the ground, that's where the, the Scripture says we're, we're sowing corruptible. It's being sown in corruption. It's that body that's perishing and passing away. That body's going somewhere, but you are eternal. And many times we're living that life based on the dash, but we can't see beyond that end date. We can't see that we're created for so much more than just a date on a tombstone. You're created for so much more than so many birthdays. You're created for so much more than what you can accumulate between those two dates. That your life is eternal, and your life <clears throat> will live for eternity, but the power in that is that everything that happens in that dash affects my eternity. 
it affects it, it impacts it. So Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. If you want to know the whole basics of how you were created, who created you, and, and, and whether you're male or female, right? In other words, he said it all right there. It's all in that statement. And we are created in the image of God. All right, so just stay with me. I'm going to read through a couple of scriptures because I want you to get this. John 4, 24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God is spirit. Jesus put on flesh. You can read that in John chapter 1. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you read on down, and it says, and the Word became what? Flesh. So you and I, um, we live in this flesh body, but the, but, and Jesus put on flesh just like you and I. But God is, is a spirit. He is spirit. And the Bible says we're created in that image. So that part of you that's eternal is the spirit in your soul, but you are a spirit being. You are a spirit. You and I are spirit. Amen. Listen to what John chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's the same passage where Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. We are born of the Spirit, amen? That's who we are. We are Spirit. 2 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, right? Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me say it like this, and I don't know, Pastor Kevin, I know alluded to it and said some things about it last week as far as being a new creature in Christ, but you are a spirit. You and I have a soul. We have our mind, our will, our, our emotions, our intellect. We, we have all of that, and we live in a body. You and I, we live in this body, but this body is, is passing away. This body is fading away. The older you get, the more you realize that thing's fading, you know, I mean, I'm believing for health until I am put into the ground, right? But we know in my mind, see, I can still do what I did when I was 20 until my body says, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The body's quick to say, uh, no, you know, that, that ain't going to work. That, that, that's not going to happen, right? So we have a spirit. I mean, we are spirit. We have a soul, our mind, will, emotions, and we live in a body. Why is that important? Because it affects your eternity. And if you live this life according to just your flesh, what I can see, what I can feel, what I can hear, what I can, you know, touch, if, if I'm just looking and living this life according to that, I'm missing the most basic but the most powerful part of who I am, and that is I am spirit. I am created in the image of God. And if you live according to this flesh, then your decisions are governed by the flesh. And every decision that's made 
uh, to cater to the flesh, listen to me, everything that's made catering to the flesh, the Bible says it actually leads to death. But when I make choices in my life based on spiritual truth, based on spiritual things, that's life. It's life and it's godliness and it's peace in my life. I don't want to be controlled by this flesh. I don't want to live by this flesh and, and, and allow it to dictate my life because what I do in this flesh is dictating my eternity. You listen to me, all right? It's dictating my eternity. So let's see, James chapter 4, verse 13. It says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. All such boasting is evil. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, in this world's system, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world, now listen, is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. See, everything in this world, everything that you see, everything that, that encompasses this flesh, it's passing away, and it's going to come to nothing. Now, the good news is, is the Bible says there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, right? But this world as it is, is covered up in sin. And that sin, Jesus, do you remember in the garden, he told Adam and Eve, the day you eat of this fruit, he says, you'll die. And that word actually means in dying, you will die. So there was a natural death that entered in to where their bodies no longer were going to be able to live forever. And then there was a spiritual death, which was a separation from God. That spiritual death is not a cessation of life. Spiritual death is a separation from life. So when you and I choose things that are anti-God or things that are not of God, then we're choosing anti-life. We're choosing separation. We're choosing not to spend that time. So eternity for our lives is going to be one of two things. It's going to be spending eternity with our Heavenly Father in His presence, or it's going to be spending eternity in hell absent of the presence of God. And you are eternal. So you're going to one of those two places. Your life is ending up in one of those two things. Well, you know, heaven's not real. Yes, it is. And I know that we don't talk a lot about that. People don't like to hear about it. But how would you like to only find out about it when you're there? Well, you, you know, you say, well, well, you know, if God's so good, you know, why would he send anybody to hell? God doesn't send anybody to hell. You send yourself wherever you go through your choices, choosing life or choosing death. Deuteronomy 13, 30, verse 19, he says, I set before you 
death and life, blessing and cursing, and then he, he gives you a hint. Anybody ever had that teacher where you had the quiz and, and, and they felt bad for you, so they kind of gave you the hint? You know, it's like, I wouldn't choose this, but I would, you know, choose that. Listen, he said, choose life. He gave you a hint. He gave you the answer, choose life. Now, where's the guys with my rope? I wanted to do a little thing here. Go ahead. One of them's asleep. Wake him up. <laughs> it's all right. I can handle it. Hey, they fell asleep on the Apostle Paul. I'm just glad I don't have to raise him from the dead. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Come on, give him a hand. Yeah. Just stretch it on out, guys. So John 3, 16, you know the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would what? Not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, eternity. Amen. The Bible says, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10, it says, therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Do you realize we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ? And we're going to receive what we've done in the body. It, it, I'm not talking about judgment. If you're a child of, the, of, of God, there's no judgment for sin. It's paid for. But you still are going to face a judgment based on what you've done. Amen? What you've done. And so, you know, when you think about eternity, right? You guys okay over there? You're, you're not going to last long over there, I can tell. I couldn't last long like that. Kevin probably could. I may have to switch it. But think of this. If I took this rope and we took it through the walls, wrapped it around the earth a few times, okay? Think of eternity. Now let's think of our life, your life, in regards to eternity. I don't know if you can even see that, Mark. But yet, everything I do here, every decision I make, every choice I make, the consummation of my life in this time, I should say, affects eternity for me. And not only for me, but it affects eternity for other people. It's not just about me. So the things that I do in this dash, in this moment of time, it's not insignificant. It seems insignificant, but it's not. The decisions I make are affecting people. And I realize time, you know, we could go and put all the dashes here of people's lives, but I want you to understand that the choices right now that you're making and you're living and, and you're doing, that those choices are affecting the rest, eternity for you and eternity for me. And I don't have all the eternal answers. I can go through and we can see what the Word says. I know that there's rewards. I know that I can store up treasures in my future because I sow into the gospel. I know there's going to be people that consumed all of their treasure here for this life, and they're going to get out here and realize they don't have anything stored up. 
But those choices and those decisions that I'm making are affecting for eternity. And it's these right here. Amen. You guys, y'all can just lay it down flat. Shake it out. <laughs> so y'all can go ahead and just have a seat right there. I may get you to come back up. So just sit, sit right there. There you go. Just sit right there. Just stay awake. I'm, I'm just picking on you, man. Hey, I've fallen asleep plenty of times, so don't sweat it, okay? <laughs> don't get mad at me. Just, just messing around. <laughs> Listen to what uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Amen. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed are lost. In other words, listen to me. If I'm making just fleshly choices, we do it all the time, all of us, okay? So I'm not pointing my finger. We all do it. We make decisions and choices at times in our life just based on the flesh, based on my emotions, based on my soul, and what I think is better for me. I don't like that, so I'm not doing that even though the Word tells me to do it. I want this, and I'm going to have it, even though the, world, the Word says don't do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We all face those challenges in our life, or we just make choices that are just comfortable to the flesh, things that we just enjoy. But the problem is, is that if I'm letting that part of my life dictate then all of those choices that I'm making in this dash of my life are, are going to fade away. They're not going to have an eternal result in the sense it's not going to work to the benefit of the kingdom of God and it's not going to work to my benefit. If I'm catering to my flesh, which is passing away. And so when we face things, I mean, a great example is the election coming up. And if you're making your decision just based on fleshly things and soulish things, and you're just making the decision on what you think is best, and you haven't prayed about it and said, God, what do you want? Then you and I live with those results. And the Bible says if I live according to the flesh, then I live, uh, I, I'm reaping death. Because death is what's at work. Amen? And we talk about the goodness of God, and, and sometimes, you know, I was praying about this, and this is what the Lord gave me to kind of part of what to leave you with. And he said, don't get hung up in the hardship. Paul said, these light afflictions that are but for a moment are working for me a far exceeding weight of glory. If you're not careful, you're going to get hung up in the hardships of the dash of your life and make decisions based on those hardships, and it's going to have a drastic effect on your eternity. 
The goodness of God is not that everything goes right in your life all the time. It's not that everything's perfect. It's not that you have everything you want. The goodness of God is that he redeemed you for all of eternity so that you and I could be in his presence. That's the goodness of God. That's the faithfulness of God. I'm not saying he won't help you here. He will help you here. He will deliver you here. He will work in your life. But don't get hung up. Don't quit in the hard times. Don't get hung up in the hardships. Don't get cast aside or allow your confidence to fade just because you're going through something in life. Know that God is good because Jesus still died for you and there's still an eternity to live. There's still an eternity to live. And if you and I don't live driven and, and, and in light of eternity, then we're missing. We're missing out. We're missing out. Because one day this life is going to be over. And you're going to stand before the Lord. And there won't be going back. There, there won't be, you know, going back and saying, can I, can I get a redo? Can I get a mulligan? You know, that's a golf term that's not really a thing. It's, it's a term that's used just so I can get another shot and not count it. <laughs> that's correct. But do you understand what I'm saying? I refuse to be a victim of my hardships to where they cause me to stop living for Jesus. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. And I, I've been through it. You know what I'm saying? I, I could sit here and list out my hardships in life. I could list out the things I've been through. Just because I stand up and preach the gospel to you it doesn't mean that I don't go through anything or that I've not been through anything or I've not faced anything. I just refuse to quit. I refuse to quit. Why? Because I've been promised victory. I've been promised victory. When they put Paul uh, in prison, when they exiled, even from chains in prison, he was writing the gospel, the writing letters to the churches. Even uh, Paul, when he was exiled, he was writing his, his letters. In other words, prison didn't stop him. Being exiled didn't stop him. But yet so many times in life we face hardships and then we start making excuses because of the hardship. And I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you this morning. Don't get hung up on the hardships. Well, why, you know, why, 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 you know, why is this? Why is listen, I understand there's times that maybe you just need to adjust something. Maybe you and I, I've had to change something. I was seeing certain results and I didn't like it. And God's saying, listen, I've been dealing with you. Just change this and your results will change. But then there's just some things, some assignments from hell that come against your life and you just got to dig your feet in and say, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not changing who I am. I'm not letting go of the call of God on my life. I'm not letting go of my eternity just because of a temporary hardship. And sometimes in this world, those hardships can seem to last for eternity, but I'm here to tell you, it's just a blip on the radar of eternity. And if you will just hold fast 
and stand your ground and determine I'm not going to be a victim of this, then you can move forward and you can say, you know what? The devil may have tried to do this and he may have tried to do that and he may have tried to hinder me here, but he can't stop me. And if, and if, if my whole life goes wrong, even in the end, I'm spending eternity with Jesus Christ in the presence of God. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Makes me happy. Second Corinthians 4.16. Let me read it to you out of the Passion Translation. It says, so no wonder we don't give up. Even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. That's the only way those troubles become short-lived and light is if you view them in light of eternity. But if you view them in light of tomorrow or in view of next month or in view of next year, then they're going to seem to last for eternity. But if I'll keep my perspective right, then I'll realize that I am a spirit, that I'm created in his image, and I still have a whole eternity ahead of me, then it becomes a light affliction. It becomes just a passing moment of trouble. And I get to move on, and I get to rejoice in him. It says, we see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. The unseen realm is eternal. You can go read it over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3 talks about the things that were created were not made by things which are seen. The spirit realm is more real than what you taste, feel, hear. The realm of the spirit is more real than that. And that's eternity. And you have a choice. You have a choice. And you and I get to choose life. And because of the blood of Jesus, because of his sacrifice on the cross, I get to choose life. I get to have a a relationship with the living God, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just next year, not just for the next 20 years, but I get to have a relationship with the living God for all of eternity. Tell you what, that's goodness because I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. But yet Jesus did it anyway. Amen. And I want to let you know, you can walk in victory today. You can have life today. I'm not saying that, that your life has to be full of hardship. I'm just saying don't get hung up in it. And don't allow it to cause you to quit. Because there's so much more. Amen. There's so much more.